Hi guys, this is FJ. Uh, back once again. So you you guys know that uh, it is the 19th anniversary of 9/11, uh, the worst act of terrorism carried out against any country um, in our history. It was a terrible event, and uh, you know since uh, I'm obviously among those people who are part of the 9/11 generation, and 9/11 has obviously personally impacted myself and a lot of people that I know in good or bad ways but you know I was just going through uh, some of these uh, hot takes about 9-11 and uh, believe me there are a lot of hot takes out there um, and uh, you know you would think you would imagine that you know there there was this terrible event jihadists you know they, they carried out this terrorist attack on American soil and it would be pretty simple you know I mean you just condemn it and uh, you you promise to yourself that you will never allow uh, jihadist terror to win over you know I mean, it, it's, it's not rocket science, you know, you just have to condemn the attack and, you know, you just have to remember that um, this kind of terror still exists in this world. I mean, if, if jihadists will get the opportunity to carry out a similar attack today, they will do that. So, it's just really simple. I mean, it should be simple at least, but apparently it's not. And for some people, it is it is it is not that simple. And and these people, you know, um, these are mostly Muslims. And I you know I, I hate to say that these are very dishonest and dishonorable Muslims. And on the other hand, we have the despicable Western far left. These these abhorrent far leftists based in the West. They are the, some of the worst creatures on this planet. Uh, and so these people want you to believe that it was not the, you know, some 3,000 something people uh, killed in, in the 9-11 attacks who were the real victims. Instead, it is the Muslims, you know, who are the real victims. The same Muslims whose core religion is carried out those attacks, right? Jihadists are obviously also Muslims. And, you know, you would think that, I mean, I don't know, like, don't these people realize how pathetic they sound? Um, it, it's really mind-blowing to me. And this does not just include Muslims living in the West, by the way. Uh, more so Muslims living in the East, you know, in, 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 in backward, pathetic countries like Pakistan, like Iraq, um, and some other countries, Bangladesh. These people whose own countries today are being, like, completely destroyed, I would say. I mean, look at Pakistan, right? Just, just take an example. Pakistan. Pakistan is the den of extremism. Okay, everybody knows that. Afghanistan is the den of terrorist groups, and Pakistan is the den of extremism, Islamist extremism. 
okay? I mean, at this point, Islamo-sexualism is so mainstream in Pakistan that you cannot even differentiate between, you know, an extremist and somebody who is not an extremist. It is, it's almost impossible to differentiate uh, without talking to that person, right? Because, uh, you know, these uh, these people from, from the uh, younger generation, they, they dress, you know, they dress up in Western uh, clothing um, and uh, they, they, they have studied in uh, English medium schools. Their English is very good. And uh, they watch Hollywood movies. Yeah. Uh, they watch Netflix. But at the same time, they hold some of the most abhorrent Islamist ideas, right? Such as that a person who blasphemes against Islam should be killed. I mean, these people, to like to my view, are no better than actual Islamists. You know, who are out there uh, in the field, um, you know, trying to propagate their uh, their fourteenth-century ideas and trying to uh, you know kill democracy to impose those fourteenth-century ideas on other people. I mean, to me, these people are the pretty much the same. You know, they're they're on the same team. Okay, so these these dishonest and dishonorable Muslims, they want you to know that uh, it is Muslims who are the real victims of 9/11. It is it is not those people who were killed by, you know, by by jihadists, but it is the Muslims who are the real victims. And fine, look, if you wanna argue. That, that the Afghan war was wrong, then that's that's a whole other argument. If you want to argue that uh, the Iraq war was wrong, that's a whole other argument. Although, in my own opinion, um, the Afghan war took place because Taliban refused to hand over Osama bin Laden. If Taliban had handed over Osama bin Laden to the Americans, well, it wouldn't have happened, right? Some people say the Taliban did not hand over Bin Laden to the Americans because there was no evidence and Americans did not provide any evidence to the Taliban. Well, the question is, why would Americans provide evidence to the Taliban? Even if there was any evidence, why, why does anybody think in their right mind that Americans would provide that evidence to Taliban out of all the people? <laughs> who, the, who the hell are Taliban? Right, so they are not on the same uh, level. Okay, it's just you are not talking about another civilized democratic state. Okay, so so of course Americans were not going to uh, show any kind of evidence to the Taliban, right? And uh, I think they did the right thing by 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 doing that. And so yes, so Afghan war did happen. And look. I know that the whole Iran war was was mishandled. Okay, uh, first of all, Americans actually never saw Taliban as the real enemy. Americans came to Afghanistan not for Taliban but for Al Qaeda. Right? It was the Taliban who were trying to shield uh, Al Qaeda, and so uh, you know we got what we got. But uh, even today, Americans are negotiating with the Taliban uh, right now. In fact, as we speak. In Doha, Qatar, 
um, and uh, that is only happening because Americans actually never saw Taliban as, as their prime target. Uh, Americans came to Afghanistan after Al Qaeda, and the same Al Qaeda, you know, its its, uh, its leader Bin Laden was later found in uh, in Pakistan. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, especially Pakistan should. I mean, Pakistanis should be the last people. Okay, I mean, last people on earth who should come up with this stupid victim of narrative. Okay. No, you guys are not victims. You guys are perpetrators. You guys are friends of perpetrators. You guys are people who hold the same ideology as the perpetrators. Okay. I'm going to talk about this ideology factor a bit of, uh, later in this podcast, but just want to say that, you know, sure, Agwan war was probably mishandled, right? But it did not start because of, uh, you know, because of America, it is started because of Taliban and because of Taliban's uh, this, uh, this, this this traditional thing, you know, that they have that they don't just hand over their their guests to to a foreigner, right? Now, of course, on one hand, you had Osama bin Laden and his Al Qaeda, who who were also obviously Muslims. On the other hand, you had these infidels, these America infidels. So. Obviously, what do you think Taliban would do? Of course, Taliban did what you know what they were uh, what they were taught to do, and they were always taught to side with their um, core religionists instead of infidels, right? So, so yeah, that's that's why one war happened, right? And if if you look at uh, Iraq war, I I strongly believe that removing Saddam Hussein was the right thing, was the moral thing to do, okay? But at the same time, I strongly feel that, you know, Americans should not have gone to war in Iraq based on a lie. And, uh, yeah, so again, Iraq war was also mishandled and it was, it was, uh, it was basically, it was a mess. Even today, Iraq is is a mess. And, uh, of course, you can blame Americans for a lot of things. But my question to, to all these people is, just imagine for a moment. Just replace America with. Um, just, just suppose that America was not what America is, and instead it would, you know, it would have been this uh, this Muslim majority country, a very powerful Muslim majority country, which would have been the superpower, right? Just, just imagine if America was actually a Muslim majority country. With an Islamist government, with the most powerful military on this planet, what do you think that country would have done to the countries uh, where people say you know share the same religion and same politics as as, as those uh, you know of uh, those Al Qaeda members who carried out that attack? Just ask yourself. What would have that Muslim majority country done, right? And this is not just a hypothetical question, by the way. This is this is not just just that. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll give you a simple example. You look at Charlie Hebdo. A very interesting thing that happened recently. Uh, some ex-Muslim atheists, you know, based in the West, they they made a tweet against uh, against Hindu uh, deities, 
Hindu gods and goddesses. And they got the attention of Indian Hindutva right wing, right? And these people went after these ex-Muslim atheists and they've been running a campaign against these atheists. But not once any Hindu came out and said that these people should be beheaded or that these people should be killed in the street. And just a day ago, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, that is AQAB, it released a statement. By the way, this is the same group which is responsible for the 2015 attack against Charlie Hebdo in Paris. It released a statement, you know, calling for more attacks against Charlie Hebdo. Why? Because Hebdo republished these Muhammad cartoons. So we do know that how these people act, okay? Uh, I'll give you another example. Uh, right now, you know, there's a there's a whole thing going on in Iran, uh, you know, on Iranian propaganda media uh, against this 9-11 thing, you know, conspiracy theories and, you know, about these, these conspiracy theories about Israel behind um, you know, being behind the 9-11 and uh, these really anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and all that stuff, right? As usual, Iran has said that it will hold uh, a Holocaust uh, cartoon, pro uh, cartoon uh, contest of some kind. And, and they've done that in the past. And they think that uh, mocking a community which was massacred, the mocking that tragedy is the same as mocking a religion or its uh, prophets i mean this is this is the this is the level of morality of these sick bastards okay these sick bastards and i'm sorry for my language i don't usually use you know such language in my podcast to be honest but i, I really have uh, no no better you know words for these uh, people they, they, you know, they are what they are, and they are sick bastards. These sick bastards think that it is the same on a moral level. It is the same thing as to criticize a community which was massacred, against which a whole genocide was carried out, right? And some stupid cartoons. I mean, it's, it's the same thing for these people. You don't see any Jew going out and saying, you know, that these people should be killed for drawing cartoons about the Holocaust. You don't see any Jew going out and actually killing, uh, you know, some Iranian cartoonist just because he or she made a cartoon, you know, a mocking cartoon over Holocaust or dead Jews, basically. Imagine, just, just, just imagine for a moment if, if this was basically being done against Muslims. Right. If there would have, like, for example, just you know, because obviously there there's also genocide and ethnic cleansing in the history of Muslims. So take take Bosnian Muslims for example. And we, we all know what happened to Bosnian Muslims, right? I mean, eight thousand Bosnian Muslims killed in a single day within twenty four hours. That's what genocide is. So just imagine for a moment if some 
you know, if, if some Christian or Jewish or whatever atheist cartoonist would, would come out and say that, hey, you know what, we are holding an event and this event is going to be about cartoons mocking the genocide against Muslim Muslims. Just imagine what you're going to call those people. I mean, this, this same despicable Western left, it will declare those cartoonists the worst creatures on this planet. The worst of the worst. The, the far right of the far right, you know, they're probably going to come up with a new term for these people, for all we know. And on the other hand, you will have these Muslims and then their co-religionists, you know, Islamists and Jihadists. And they will say uh, some of the worst things about these people and probably one or two terrorist attacks as well, at least attempts. Yeah. So. So, you know, once once you turn, turn the tables, you realize that there is a problem. There is, there is a clash of civilization kind of problem here, okay? And, I mean, our morality is, is completely different than the morality that is held by, you know, by people living in these uh, Muslim-majority countries. Of course, I'm not talking about all the people, okay? Just, just be very clear about that. I'm talking about the people who fit my description and, and and basically I'm talking about Islamists okay but there are also some closeted Islamists out there people who are not apparently Islamists but they actually share the same politics right they, they share the same ideas so I'll give you another example for example you know this this whole thing like I talked about uh, this this 9/11 thing and uh, this, uh, this this guy Paul he made a tweet on Twitter, and you know it's, it's getting these all these replies from Muslims, and those replies basically are that you know there was a surge of so-called Islamophobia. Uh, as you all know, I reject the term Islamophobia. I think it's it's, it's a lot of crap. The right term would be anti-Muslim bigotry, but you know, Islamophobia is a propaganda term invented by Islamists to, to shut down any kind of criticism of Islam or Islamism. But so-called Islamophobia, you know, they're going to talk about Islamophobia, they're going to talk about these uh, these wars in Afghanistan and in Iraq. And they're trying to give the idea that 9-11 was basically about Muslims. It is absurd. Just Just think about it. Just, just really, just think about it. Just think if, if Germans came out today and if, if they started saying that, you know what, the Holocaust was not about the Jews, it was about us Germans. We were the real victims. Because, you know, after the Holocaust, after the war was over, we were, we were bombarded, we were sanctioned, our military was disbanded, and, you know, we went through hell. Which is all true, actually. You know, it is. It is all true. German was under occupation of Allied powers for a long time. So just imagine if today Germans come out and they they started saying that you know what Holocaust, that thing that happened, we were the real victims. wasn't the Jews, wasn't those other people we killed. It was us. We were the real victims of that. Just imagine how absurd and how pathetic they're gonna sound today. Just imagine 
the same western left that is right now apologizing for these muslims who are trying to portray this uh, absurd narrative of victimhood these same western leftists are going to be in the front line you know calling these uh, these uh, these hypothetical germans all kinds of words from from nazis to to, to the far right and i don't know everything basically everything in the bad word disarray so so now we realize that how absurd it is for these muslims to come out and say that 911 was not about those victims of terrorism instead 911 was about us muslims you know these muslims come from the same countries where there has not been an honest discussion about islamism about jihadism even after 19 years after 9/11 happened right and that's a long time you had 19 years to have you know to have an honest discussion on the threat that that this islamist ideology poses not just to to the western world by the way the the biggest threat that it poses today is is basically directed against these muslim majority countries i mean you look at pakistan you look at bangladesh you look at afghanistan you look at all these other muslim majority countries the biggest threat they face today is not from an external force it is it is a domestic threat and that is a threat of islamist extremism and jihadist terrorism right and these countries in the last 19 years have not had an honest discussion about this in fact when somebody else tries to you know uh, carry on that that honest discussion those people are often labeled so called islamophobes you know that's that's the most convenient thing that they come up with to shut down any kind of discussion to shut down any kind of debate or argument or whatever so, so this is what's going on and i completely reject this uh, stupid narrative of victimhood yes you know uh, there might have been some anti muslim attacks in the west after 9/11 immediately after 9/11 yeah of course nobody's denying that but those attacks never crossed the number of attacks that are routinely carried out against the jewish community the anti-semitic attacks anti-semitic attacks even today are much greater in number than anti-muslim attacks and i'm talking about the west of course so to come out and to you know peddle this uh, victimhood narrative about 9/11 and say that you know we are the real victims and not those people who were killed i think it is it is despicable it is it is so sick you know I'll, i'll tell you guys one more thing this victimhood narrative you know because i actually work on counter uh, counter terrorism and counter extremism and one of the things that we do is we monitor we study we research on terrorist propaganda propaganda coming from isis from from al qaeda and so this victimhood narrative is is actually um, 
the same kind of victim narrative that we see in these uh, propaganda publications of Al-Qaeda and ISIS, these jihadist groups. If you look at their videos, if you look at their publications, their magazines, their, their pamphlets, or whatever that, you know, that they are producing, you will see, you will find out that the, this, this victimhood narrative is, is a central part of their propaganda. But that's exactly how they sell themselves to the Muslim population. They say that, oh, you know what? Look how Muslims are being oppressed by these infidels, by these kafirs, right? And so it is us now, ISIS or Al-Qaeda, it is us who are going to save you, who are going to, you know, take revenge on your behalf. That's exactly how these uh, terrorist groups, these jihadist groups sell themselves to the Muslim population. And so it is really freaking, I mean, it's, it's really freakishly annoying and at the same time surprising, you know, for, for somebody like me to, to see these, uh, these so-called liberal Muslims Right? From, from these countries like Pakistan, these so-called Muslim liberals or liberal Muslims or whatever call them, coming out and peddling the same victimhood narrative. And look, I'm not saying that these uh, you know, liberal Muslims are some, in, in some way you know, uh, a part of those, those uh, jihadists. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there is a there's an idea which is basically built by jihadists as well as liberal Muslims who often oppose those jihadists by the way. These, these liberal Muslims, you know, using Twitter with these verified accounts, they are anti-jihadists in their own countries. Okay, let's, let's face it, let's be honest about it. They're, they're against jihadists and they're, they're against terrorism in their own countries, at least. But I don't know, maybe, maybe they're ignorant, maybe they don't know enough about these things, but they probably do not even realize, most of them actually probably do not even realize that, that the, the, this victimhood narrative that they are peddling, it's not just completely wrong, but it is also the same kind of victimhood narrative that is peddled by jihadists. Okay. And if, if you are peddling the same victimhood narrative, you are basically doing the work of those jihadists. That's, that's what I personally believe. Right? If, if you are peddling the same narratives that are peddled by jihadists, then what exactly do you think you are doing? Right? So. I think it's really unfortunate. Like I said, it's just freakishly annoying and as well as frustrating and surprising for, for somebody like me to see these people who otherwise know better. To, to, to come out and say that, you know, 9-11 was about us. It was, it was about Muslims. It was not about those victims of terrorism. And by the way, 9-11 was not the only terrorist attack. Okay? There were mm, plenty of terrorist attacks that actually took place before 9-11. Okay, all of them were ignored, and there were plenty of terrorist attacks which took place after 9 Okay, in UK and in several other countries, and and tons of innocent people died. So again, for these Muslims to come out and say 
that you know what we are the real victims i think it's it's, it's absurd yes muslims have been the victims of terrorism by other muslims in a lot of situations there there have been tons of terrorist attacks carried out against against Muslims in, in Muslim-majority countries and carried out by jihadist groups who are also Muslims. So I'm not denying that Muslims have not been a victim of terrorism. What I'm saying is that 9-11 was not something that was about Muslims. Not everything is about Muslims. For once, you should learn to give some thought about those people who were the real victims of terrorism and most of them were non-Muslims okay. so that's, that's pretty much it um, my thoughts go out to the American nation of course my thoughts also go out to um, to all the people who have lost someone in the war on terrorism and trust me, there are so many people out there. I personally know several people who have lost someone in the war on terrorism. In fact, I myself have lost someone in the war on terrorism. So, my thoughts really go out to all these people. And my thoughts go out to, to these people living in these backward countries like Pakistan, like Bangladesh, like Afghanistan. Uh, where people are still suffering at the hands of Islamists, at the hands of jihadists. And they will probably continue to suffer for a long time to come, unless they learn to stand up and have an honest discussion about the threat that is Islamism and that is jihadism. Unless they learn to do that, I'm, I'm sorry to say, they are going to continue to uh, face what they are facing and it's only going to get worse. I mean, just look at Pakistan, the kind of extremism that exists in Pakistan today, it's only going to get worse. It's only and only going to get worse. I mean, currently there is a huge sectarian uh, divide in Pakistan. Uh, sectarian hatred is being fanned on social media between Sunnis and Shias. And this is, like I said before in one of my podcasts, this is not something that is, uh, that is uh, you know, that has external factors. No, this is this is homegrown sectarianism in Pakistan. Pakistanis are basically at the front line, uh, leading this sectarian war within Islam. And so, these countries will continue to suffer. These countries will continue to remain backward countries, backward societies, um, unless they learn, they, they get the courage to, to stand up and to say that, you know what, there's a difference between Islam and there's a difference between Islamism, we are not going to tolerate the latter, okay? We are not going to tolerate Islamism. And when that happens, I hope I'll be here, but when that happens, that will be the point when these people will start changing their own future. But right now, they, they have no future. But again, if anybody thinks that these same things can be tolerated in the West, no, sir. Okay? These same things will never be tolerated in the West. 
So I always say this to uh, you know Muslims who are migrating uh, from these backward Muslim societies um, to uh, to the West. I always say to them that leave your backward ideas behind if you want to move forward in your future. Because if you don't do that, then you're not only going to be um, dishonest to yourself and to, to your new home in the West, but you're also going to be um, doing a real disservice to to your own children, you know, to the future of your own children. And uh, you don't want one of your children to grow up to become a jihadist terrorist in the West. because. There's only one thing waiting for such a person, and that is jail. If they don't get killed before that, that is. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, all those people who go to the West and they have this thing in their mind that, you know what, we, we are going to the West from, from these backward societies, and once we reach the West, we are going to try to impose our you know, backward cultures or backward ideas on this, on this Western society, uh, which has embraced us, which has given us a new home, even benefits. That's not going to work out, people. That's not going to work out. Go to Saudi Arabia instead. Okay, go to go to Somalia. Go to I don't know. Go to Nigeria or something. Don't come to the West. Okay? If you are not willing to abandon your your 14th century ideas okay and if if you are not willing to respect the law of the land in the west please don't don't ruin your life don't ruin the life of your children your family and most importantly don't try to ruin the western society okay so yeah that's all i'm going to say anyway uh, my, my thoughts again go to the american nation to all the victims of terrorism, to all the survivors of terrorism, and uh, we together say never forget. Take care, folks.